There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Derek O'Reilly, and for over 30 years, I've been a licensed London taxi driver. For 20 years, I taught the knowledge to prospective London cab drivers. During this podcast... I'm going to be joined by experts who are going to bring the forgotten and secret history of London to life. Today I'm joined by an expert on the historical pubs of London. Hello, my name is Vic Norman. I run a series of historical pub tours of London, 11 different tours. And you can follow me on Facebook, London Pub Tours, or go to my website, www.londonpubtours.weebly.com. Hello, Vic. Nice to see you again. You too. Now, last time we met, we had a little chat about the London pub scene and its historic content, etc. I'm going to carry that on today. Splendid. So what I'd like to do is start and have a walk along the river because... Um, I love riverside pubs. So let's start out east at the Grapes and we'll walk our way along and I'll throw some of my favourites. Good favorites. start. Okay, so what do we think of the Grapes? I said it's just a glorious pub um, and maybe uh, not everybody knows that it's owned by Ian McKellen who will sometimes come down and do on a Monday evening, nip down in his pyjamas and a cravat and, and run the pub quiz. Um, Gandalf Staff from Lord of the Rings is behind the bar. I will one day touch it, but I haven't yet. Um, and then you go to the back of the... Uh, great food there as well, but you go to the back of the pub and it opens out onto the river itself. Uh, you can still... You can see the statue of the man with the waves. Uh, as the tide comes in, the man is standing on the waves and he's standing on a pillar, Anthony Gormley's statue. Because um, the area's changed a hell of a lot. <sighs> I mean, the grapes was there yeah. when the area was quite down and rough. And obviously now it's very trendy. Well, Limehouse, you t- I mean, so Limehouse was the original Chinatown. Uh, this this was a place yeah. that were Chinese sailors and then there were smugglers and there were some opium dens leading to a lot of kind of sinophobia at the time and, you know, stories of Dr. Fu Manchu and uh, and they kind of overplayed, uh, over-egged the pudding about uh, kind of anti-Chinese prejudice. And but the Grapes there was there during that time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was a very, very rough area at one point. The whole of that area of the East End, it was kind of the Pool of London, yeah. you know, warhouse and wharf buildings and slums. Yeah. Okay, let's walk back into Wapping. Now, we touched last time we spoke briefly on the prospect of Whitby. Can we go into a bit more detail about that pub? It's a very, very special pub. So you walk in and there's this 
beautiful flagstone floor that that goes around a kind of L-shaped bar, pewter bar. Not many pubs have got a pewter bar, um, and the prospect of Whitby is one of them. So 1520 originally, um, some of the timbers are from ships' masts. Uh, The fuchsia was first brought to London through the prospect of Whitby. It was a place for cutthroats and smugglers, etc. And of course, we're not very far away from Execution Dock. And we could talk about that later as we talk about some of the riverside pubs that have nooses outside of them because of this story. Well, moving on from there then, um, let's briefly talk about the Captain Kidd. Um, Very smart pub, but obviously not as old as it's made to look. Well, like many of the buildings along the river in Limehouse and Wapping and coming further in towards London. They were, of course, places to load and unload cargo. They were warehouse buildings. They were wharf buildings. Now, of course, um, very expensive apartment buildings. But the Captain Kid was an original uh, warehouse wharf building and has been converted into a pub. And I think they've done a very, very good job. If you're going to have a building... Um, that was a warehouse that isn't going to be a set of luxury flats. Why not turn it into a pub yeah, facing no, the river? Yeah, no, brilliant. And its river views are nice. The outside bar is great. So, yes. yeah, no, no, it's it's uh, up there with my some of my favourites. Um, now, walking along to one that has got history attached, the town of Ramsgate. We do, but um, if I could just put in a small word for across the river before we move further into into London. We are omitting possibly a, the most incredible, the Mayflower. Well, I was going to come... Are you going to come back to that uh, Yeah, one? I'll tell All you right. why. What I was going to do, being a taxi driver, I have this chronological running order in my mind. And Done. we will go south of the river. In spite of what people say, taxi drivers Count your go fingers. south. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so town of Ramsgate is the third pub, the most westerly pub uh, along that stretch in Wapping. Um, and that's that's just... A, a, it's just a lovely, delightful local. Very narrow. Yes, yeah, yeah. a narrow pub. And to... Uh, as you're looking at it, to the right, there's an alleyway that leads down to you know, whopping old stairs. Um, and they're still arguing about, about where Execution Dock is. And, and the reason why Captain Kidd is called Captain Kidd, because he was the most famous pirate that was yes. executed. Uh, most unluckiest pirate as well, simply because when he left, and he was doing the king's business as a privateer. And because there was no WhatsApp or Twitter at the time, he came back and they changed the law whilst he was waiting. And he was a pirate, so he didn't tell me. Yeah. Um, and then he was hung. And of course, then you uh, Execution Dock hung with a with a short, uh, rather, a short noose so that you wouldn't, your neck wouldn't snap, three tides would wash over you before Well, uh, that's what they say down. at the town of Ramsgate. When you go to the back of the pub yes. where it meets the river, um, apparently so, and I'm always, you know, sort of not well, dubious and sceptical, the pub claims that that's where that event used to take place. They do, and there are a couple of others. So, I mean, there was a noose, Outside the Captain Kid, there is, you know, so hanging Judge Jeffries operated in the prospect of Whitby, and it's called the Devil's Punch Bowl at that time. Yeah. Um, so at, at least along that stretch, various places, there was you know, execution dock, but most probably the one outside the town of Ramsgate. Right, yeah, because the whole area is just is wonderful. It's worth a visit anyway, oh, isn't definitely, it? Definitely, yeah. yeah. No, most definitely. So let's move into um, St. Catherine's Dock. I love St. Catherine's Docks. Now, again, that's, well, in historical terms, it's relatively new. 
Um, but the Charles Dickens, or the Dickens Inn as it's called, is is a lovely pub. I spent many a happy Sunday afternoon there. Um, what's your take on it? On the pub or, or the docks? Oh, the, or, so the, or, on the pub itself, specifically. Well, I, I don't know whether you know, but um, they, they picked the entire pub up from where it stood originally on the river because it was like the Captain Kidd. It was a warehouse building on the banks of the river. Oh, I didn't know that. And when St. Catherine's Docks came to be remodelled again in the 1970s, um, long after kind of trade along the river and Dock, the reason for Docklands' existence in the first place was now over... Uh, hence the kind of remodelling of Docklands, um, they thought they were going to knock the entire building down because they'd, they'd covered it, and Telford's remodelling earlier, they covered it in brick and forgot the beautiful timber exterior. As they began to knock it down, they saw this tim- beautiful timber warehouse. So they can't possibly knock this down. They picked the entire building up and they moved it 200 metres further inland to where it stands today, it's Dickens Inn. Um, it's on three floors, the... the the first floor is that very, very long and not very, very high. Um, the bar itself and above, there are two different restaurants as well. It's such a beautiful What pub. a great story. Always pleasurable to have a drink with you, Vic, because you always give me some information that I wasn't aware about. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. I'm on my first <laughs> pint now. So, yeah, tongues are beginning to loosen. Absolutely. So now if we carry on, let's, let's head westwards. Are there any other Riverside pubs of note that you would recommend um, before we sort of lose the Riverside pub? Um, are we still staying north of the river oh, here? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can go south in a minute. I promise uh, you're you, sir. Very, You're very kind. Um, I guess even though it's not quite on the river, you could include the Blackfriar. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can see the river from the Blackfriar. You, 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 well, fair enough, you can see the river. If, and, and the story behind the Blackfriar is wonderful yeah, as well. Yeah, please and tell it's, me. It's beautiful. So it's, it's, the, it's really the only Art Nouveau pub left in London. So the style of architecture. We were talking uh, in our last uh, podcast about architecture in pubs. You know, different centuries and different periods have seen different types of architecture. Different regions, yeah. different parts of London have different types of pubs, as we said. Um, Art Nouveau kind of 1875, really full-on florid. Um, and you go into the back room, I don't know. Have you been to the Blackfriars? Yes, I have, yes, because just across from Blackfriars Station. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, originally, uh, Dominican, Dominicans wore black, the Blackfriars. Yeah, Carmelites, um, mm. Franciscans, Dominicans. Dominicans wore black. Uh, um, it was a Dominican priory, so the Blackfriars. But the back room in there is just like a, a temple to Art Nouveau tiling. And uh, it's it's unbelievably odd and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, at this point, if we think about the river, we tend to lose our riverside pubs because the nature of the river changes. And, yeah, um, at least it, until it goes up west. That's right, yeah. Well, that's for another day. Do you know what I'm going to let you do? You're going to let me go south of the oh, river on my own? I'm you over Blackfriars Bridge and you can right. tell me about... Well, this time of night. <laughs> yeah, I'll go south well. sometimes. Now, let's talk about uh, the Mayflower. Let's start at the Mayflower. Okay. So you can actually see the Mayflower from some of the Wapping pubs if you look across. You can see American flag outside. In fact, it's the only pub licensed to sell, you might know this, I American do. stamps. So when I when I went there, I bought some American stamps. I got them in, my, in a book because, you know, they can. Yeah. Because it was the last staging point, at least in London, to take on crew for the Mayflower. Yeah. Hence the Mayflower. And it's just a Founding beautiful fathers, pub. Yeah. 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 Beautiful story. Beautiful pub on the river. Like the pubs that we've talked about in Wapping. You open it, you come out, sit out the back, and there is the water lapping against the pub. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, also great food. 
Now, if we move along, we mentioned Blackfriars Bridge. Um, the Doggets on the south side, I know it changed. At one time, it was called the Doggets Coat and Badge, which is named after a race along the river. It is named after a race that they have every year along the river. Um I haven't I haven't actually been in that pub, but I know of that story and why it's called that. It's opposite um Blackfriars Bridge, isn't it? It is the yeah, south yeah, side yeah, of south Blackfriars, side of Blackfriars Bridge. Bridge. Yes, yeah. it is, yeah. I, I believe they just call it the Doggets now, but I know it was named after the boat race. So any other pubs in South London that you want to take me to? How could you not go, even though it's not on the river, but how could you not go to the George? Right, I have must, been in the George. Yeah, I and must it's include that. Got very, very interesting history. What was it originally? So it was a coaching inn. Absolutely. So, um, but originally, I mean, if you go to the George now, um, you can see that the pub is on one side of the courtyard that you go in. But originally, it would have been on all three sides. Yes, yeah? so it's right. it's the last surviving galleried coaching in left in London. So a coaching in, obviously, you, you come um, with horses and carriage and your horses would be stabled overnight. You would go and have a drink and some food. You'd go upstairs to bed in the morning, fresh horses. Off you go to pastures new. That's the point of a coaching in. Uh, the railway, which owned it at one point, 100 years or so ago, knocked down two sides of the George, leaving only the, the right-hand side as you enter that courtyard. Um Shakespeare drank there. Right. Well, being in historic Dickens South, drank, as just Dickens off of drank there. Borough High Street. Of there. course, yeah. yeah. And and obviously you've got the globe. Uh, no, the globe's not where it originally was, the, the new globe. But um, it's run by the, it's owned by the National Trust. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm aware of I that. I mean, how many pubs are owned by the National Trust? Yeah. That's incredible. Beautiful long bar, beautiful galleries, Amazing food. It's just a wonderful place. You've got the the Parliament Bar, which is the first the first room that as you enter the courtyard, the first room on your right with a beautiful old large fireplace and floors as if you were walking on a ship because the the, the planks are old and and kind of warped a little bit. They've got the original Parliament clock. That's hence it's called the Parliament Bar. It's a great place. You have to go to the George if you're in South London. Uh, another one you definitely go to the Market Porter. You know, working yeah. market pub, yeah. one of only two or three. Actually in Borough Market, yeah. Yeah, but there's only th there's only maybe two or three that I'm aware of pubs that have what's called an early licence. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so they're licensed to open early for the market workers. So, so there's, Yeah, I know there's a few in Smithfield, meat Fo market. Well, yeah. there's, well, there's one left in Smithfield, I think, the Fox and Anchor. Yeah. It's not the finest English breakfast I've had to this day is yeah. in the Fox and Anchor, sourced their meat across the road at Smithfield. Uh, but they're licensed to open early because the, the market workers were finishing off originally for trade, no, not the public market that, it, that it's become now, yeah. Borough. Um, and the market workers wanted a pint so six, seven o'clock in the morning. And so they have a license to open early. So their last orders is something like 10 a.m. <laughs> mad, yeah. mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's a great, great pub, the Market Porter. Uh, doubled up, I think, as the third hand book depository in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, oh, right. That, so yeah. that, that area was at the start of that film. Any others before we leave South London? I would like to put a word in for the anchor. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, very fine pub. Yeah, Anchor on Bankside, uh, kind of a higgledy-piggledy pub on three floors with multiple bars and kind of hidden yeah. away. Good food. Yeah, decent food, decent pub grub, and a nice place you've got. You can sit out by the river yeah. as well, and you can go and explore the, you know, 
all over the kind of staircases here, back rooms there, etc., etc. Um, Tom Cruise celebrated his, I think it was called His Impossible Mission. It was a film, something, something like that. Um, outside that pub, uh, peeps watched the great fire grow sitting outside that pub. Um, it's some great stories that has been yeah, one of the oldest pubs on, on the river in central London. Right. Now, that leads me on to my next question for yeah. you. I'm going to sort of turn this speciality pubs. You're probably going to think strange way to put it. Um, can we talk about some pubs, historic pubs that had other uses in the past? So uh, bear baiting or cockfighting or even boxing? Yeah. So uh, the cockpit. Um, Which is where? In kind of back of Blackfriars. So you come out of St. Paul's Cathedral behind you. You're walking down Ludgate Hill. Yeah, you take a left into, a, is it Carter Lane? Yes, it's Carter possibly? Lane. Yeah, take yeah. a left in Carter Lane, kind of follow that down. You'll come to this and you, you, you walk in and it's got the original kind of cockpit gallery that you know, where there was cockfighting. Um, what else did you say that, that well, might be the original? How, going the back boxing. to the cockfighting. Well, we'll come yeah. to the boxing yeah. in a second. Yeah. I'm going to stick with the cockfighting. We'll move to more violent sports in a minute um has there any remnants there that it was a cockfighting pub the, the story of the pub is there the name of the pub is there and you can see that um up you know high up the gallery where you would have stood to watch right. watch over um Again, kind of co presumably. cocks fighting and slashing each other oh, uh right. yeah that's, that's yeah. how it was wasn't it yeah. uh, at one point um are we going on to boxing yeah let's move on to boxing there is a pub <laughs> There's a few pubs where boxing took place outside, but. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
The most notorious one is possibly the lamb and flag hidden away uh, back of Covent Garden. Oh, in Rose Court. Of, of, yes, I know it well in Covent Garden. Yeah, um, it it got a name for itself for bare knuckle fighting. That's where you would have come if you were if you were you know you, you wanted to win a little bit of money at bare knuckle fighting. So much so that they renamed the pub the Bucket of Blood. Oh, what a great, great name for a pub! Yeah, so, <laughs> perhaps I'll give this one a miss. The bucket <laughs> of blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's quite a historic pub, anyway, isn't it? It's a lovely pub, and I always enter it uh, walking down the the alley, or you duck your head and go in the side door because it's it's more dramatic. I love pubs down the middle of an alleyway that you would never find otherwise, and you just simply yeah. go down a passageway. Why? Why is it there? Yeah. Some great pubs down alleyways. Any other? Interesting pubs for non-drinking reasons that I need to know about. Pubs to go where you wouldn't drink. Well, I didn't mean wouldn't drink. I mean that have got other interesting historical associations other than just being mere pubs, like the Bucket of Blood or the Cockpit. Well, there were plenty of pubs that you, we've talked about. Um, the Captain Kidden, where it was a warehouse building, and why was it a warehouse building on the banks of the river, the Pool of London, etc. cetera. Uh, many pubs that started off as... as as grand banks that, um, as banking changed and evolved over the years, what are we going to do with this? And they turned it into a pub. Um, what about pubs with sort of um, less salubrious attachments, crime pubs and anything like that? Well, we, we, we've just talked about uh, coming along whopping. This was a place for cutthroats and smugglers. The prospect of Whitby was, you know, well known for this. You know, if you right. wanted to do a dodgy deal or knock somebody over the back of the head, uh, and that included taking the king's shilling, which is why, of course, mugs had glass bottoms. Um, so you didn't drink the, the beer and then find a shilling at the bottom. The next thing you knew, you woke up and you were at sea. Um, yeah. But yeah. that's the story of the East End. Yeah, yeah. And um, ghostly tales... Now, I know some pubs claim to be um, haunted or whatever. I mean, from my own mm. perspective, um, when I was teaching the knowledge, we used to talk about the Grenadier in Belgravia. Yes. Um, with the sentry box outside, because that's got the story that it's haunted by... The guardsman. The guardsman, yeah, who lost D his lover. Okay, so there are a lot of stories about pubs and their association potentially with ghosts. And a lot of people do want to come along. There are kind of ghost tours. There's a ghost bus, isn't there? There's a double-decker yes, there bus. Is, yeah, a black yeah. double-decker bus. Give me a ghost story in a pub. A, a ghost story up. in a pub. I'll tell you, a, a couple. A couple, really. There's the ship. Did We we talked about the ship, did we, in, in uh, the first podcast? We did, yeah. We mentioned it. Did we talk about the story and its connection to ghosts? No. All right, so... Um, Be careful, because I go in there sometimes. Um, you're probably all right, unless, of course, you are a priest, because uh, the priests who are pretending to serve their customers uh, pints of beer were actually conducting mass instead on a Sunday to pretend that they're actually the landlord serving beer. And if caught, they were summarily executed. Some would run away uh, into the cellars. And then if they were executed there, um, there's the story in the ship about how some of the oh, uh, some of the priests can, outside, be, yeah. can be heard to this day. The Lyceum Tavern. We talked about that, possibly, right. if we... Tell me, no, tell me. So, Lyceum Tavern, back of the Lyceum Theatre, um, reputed to have a ghost halfway up the stairs to the upstairs bar. Um, and I was speaking to one landlord, and this was a guy who, you know, normally wouldn't say, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be phased by anything, kind of. And he said, when I first took over this pub, 
I heard the story about the ghost halfway up the stairs. And of course, I didn't believe any of it at all. I don't believe in any of that nonsense, he said. And then he said, one night I was closing the pub up. I was all on my own. All the staff had gone home. Everyone had gone home. I was locking the pub up. And I went up the stairs. And about halfway up, it just turned freezing cold. And then there was something there. And I have never locked the pub up again. And... <laughs> There are plenty of these little stories. And it's all, I think it's always nice to hear it from somebody who was completely sceptical and then something happened to him. Yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you would get the sort of regular ghost teller. But if it's somebody who's... Yeah. yeah. And why why not, if you're a pub and you've heard a story, why not kind of dine out on that and tell everybody, oh, there's a whole... You know, you get more people to come in and a lot of people already believe in it and so will believe in it. But this person, he believed nothing at all. And now you wouldn't go anywhere near the, no. the middle of the stairs at night. Let's just quickly change the subject yet again. Mm. And let's just talk about food in pubs. Now, um, when I was younger... Most pubs did a cheese roll or a ham roll or, you know, a, maybe a pie if you were lucky. Mm. That's changed dramatically recent yeah. times. I mean, who doesn't love a cheese roll, right? But um, pubs realised that the the joint combination of the exchequer and the brewery taking their cut means that you cannot make an awful lot of money from just alcohol. Okay. Hence the reason for selling food. Now, if you're only selling cheese rolls, the profit on a cheese roll is not a lot. No. Yeah. Um, you know, all right, you're going to yeah. put a markup on it, but and so a lot of pubs have decided going to make space, make areas, yeah. and do food. Of course, you know. So it started off with the idea of gastro pubs. You know, when I was first going to pubs, you go and have a ploughman's. You know, which was which was a 1960s um, marketing concoction, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Really, to get people to, into pubs to eat and to drink. Uh, but now you can get any uh, everything, and some pubs you would now possibly go to primarily for the food and to also have a drink, as opposed to the other way around, which is at work we both yeah, grew up yeah. and you go for a drink and then you get a bit hungry, you'd also have a bit of food. Right? Can you give me any examples of good? Gastro pubs. Anyone's, yeah, I don't. Yeah. So I actually don't really like to use that word um, in the same way as I'm not going to go into a pub that has the word "firkin" on it or oh, is painted right, in gunmetal yeah. grey. Um, but food uh, pubs that do excellent food. So to this day, the finest steak I have ever had is in the Guinea in Mayfair. Yeah, we talked about we talked that. Talked about yeah, the just Guinea off Grill, the Berkeley Square there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The old Cheshire Cheese would mention that, yes, that does um, in the food. chop room there. Um, the standard of pub food across the board has increased. Yes, yeah? dramatically. Even stuff you yeah. say, this is ordinary pub food, it's okay, but, you know, but now it, it, it's better. Yeah. 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 So, My only um, complaint, I suppose, to a certain mm. extent, is that a lot of the floor space is lost now to tables. Well, that's it. And I, but I guess if you're, if you're attempting to make money and you know that you can make far more money that isn't going to be taken by the exchequer... Um, you can make a markup on your markup on food is is more so yeah. whatever you pay for food, um, a third of that is cost, right? Yeah, isn't it? And course. a third is profit, yeah. and a third is yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So one third of that is actually a whole profit that they can make, and yeah, sadly it means that. <sighs> Where there are tables and chairs, there is less space for drink. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So moving on, um, drinking. Styles now. I've seen some very famous Hogarth pictures, you know, Gin Lane, Gin Lane, etc. Um, and my late father 
used to be quite disparaging of going to the pub to drink lager. You know, in his day, you went to the pub and you drank ale. Mm. Maybe a lady would have a glass of lager. So alcohol comes in and out of fashion, doesn't it, so to speak? I know the American GIs in the Second World War used to laugh at warm beer in British pubs. Yeah, except it's not. I, as I, I do a lot of tours for a lot of Americans. It's not warm. It's room temperature. Yeah, it's just not chilled down and p- put some bubbles in it. Um, but it, it, it's it's ale. It's beer. Uh, yeah, so things have changed. Um, I was never a lager drinker. Um, I think of lager as something cold and fizzy to quench your thirst and then to move on to something that's real. Right, okay. Originally. Now, of course, things have changed in that, you know, what we would have called IPAs growing up, Indian pale ales, were um, ales. Yeah. Yeah. But the American craft lager idea of, you know, APAs, American pale ales, they're hoppy, um, floral. um, They're all the rage now. So, you know, you think of things like Camden Hells, you think of things like... um, they're in the in the the Spurs Stadium. Forgotten their name for a minute. Um, I haven't visited the Spurs Stadium. Been, luckily, yeah, so, so they have they have a, the beer comes from the bottom of the glass. Up. Oh yeah, I've seen it's it. It's yeah, voodoo. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, yeah, it's it voodoo. Is, yeah, it's not, yeah. not to my uh, liking. Beaver Town. That's it. That's the name of the brewery. But uh, you know things like Gamma Ray and Neck Oil. Very yeah. very popular. These craft lagers. Um, so. Beer has changed. I, I hear that mild is on its way back as well. Oh, right. So going back to sort of Victorian period, um, and yeah. probably earlier than that, um, people would have gone to the pub to drink, what, gin? Ale? Well, we, there were gin palaces, weren't there, which primarily sold gin and, of course, tonic, because you wouldn't trust the water. Um, and the, the reason why you'd have beer, because you wouldn't trust the water. You couldn't we'll come drink back the water. to that in a minute, because there's another okay. pub I want to ask you about. Fair enough. Um, so... When we say a gin house, so that would have primarily sold gin. Yes, so g- gin palace. Gin by what the, measure? By by what measure? Yeah, I, was I don't. It well, we didn't measure, or was it? A yeah, I'm gin not sure or... with that we had exactly the same kind of. You know, they wouldn't have kind of stuck it under the optics and got an exact measure of gin. Right. I think they would have just poured it and, and given you that, and we didn't. And I'm sure it was. I'm not sure that it was regulated to the same extent as it is now in terms of measure. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it was then yeah. cheap gut rot gin. It wasn't the gin that you might and you and I might know now if you drink gin at all. One in four habitable buildings in London made their own gin and they used, they would use wow. the biggest receptacle that they had they used their bathtubs called a tin tub right um, where we get the brand and the term bathtub gin from and they would use any organic material they could get their hands on rats whatever it was just to kind of ferment and you know change it and just still it into into gin oh I think I'll stick with yeah. the gin of today and um, in too. terms of gin palaces um, you've, we've touched on it previously Give me two or three good examples of remaining gin palaces. Top three London gin palaces, according to me. Number yeah. one, Princess Louisa Hoban. Yeah, great. Part. Number two, the Viaduct Tavern uh, opposite the Old oh, Bailey. Technically the Old not Bailey. the Old Bailey because the Old Bailey is the road and not the building. Central Criminal Cru- Court. Yes, absolutely. Um, Old Bailey, Roman fortification between two of the seven gates of the walled city of London, Ludgate and Newgate. Yeah. Uh, third, the Salisbury in St. Martin's Lane. Oh, right, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah that's, but that's just my opinion. Right. You could add in uh, the Argyle Arms um, as, a, as a good gin palace. You could add in the Dog and Dot. You could add in the Red Lion in Duke of York Street. Um, there are some yeah, yeah, wonderful, no, no. wonderful uh, yeah. gin palaces. Now, within, going back to Soho, yes. um, 
in Broadwick Street, there is a water pump. Now, there is. just up from the water pump, there is a pub. Yes, the John Snow. Right. What's the story behind the John well, Snow? as we all know, John Snow knows nothing. That's well, a Game of Thrones. If you don't watch Game yeah, of Thrones, you no, wouldn't get that. Yeah, right. Um, so John Snow was the the doctor that first discovered that cholera could be transported or carried in water. And so the Broadwick pump um, was where it was first kind of discovered. Um, and as such, we can then clean up the water and start drinking it properly. And the pub next to the pump was called the John Snow after this. And he made the realisation or came to the realisation that the people who were drinking the beer and avoiding the water were staying healthier than yeah, those who were absolutely. The water. I mean, we always knew that possibly the water was dodgy, but you know, to have diseases carried in it as well as it not being particularly clean um, was, was was much worse. Yeah, so people were having the gin and tonic, or people were having the beer. Yeah, well, they were fine. Yeah, all right, great story. So yeah, let's go to the John Snow and stay healthy. Yes, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that. Yeah, and um, just to sort of end our conversation today mm. um, with. The modern pub, as so to speak, you know, music and and whatever. Um, were there any pubs in the past that were provided other forms of entertainment? I'm trying to sort of get you to tell me anything about any special pubs that had music. I don't mind a bit of live music. I, well, look, I don't mind a bit of live music. I, I maybe I'm showing my age and 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 of long past it but I, I don't like going into a pub where it's very very loud music no conversation me, is, is the art of a pub I think and I think we mentioned Samuel Smith's pub Samuel Smith's have banned music they've right. banned screens they believe that pubs should be about talking laughing and drinking and I'm with them on that I don't like loud music but, but of course um, many pubs would have a piano yeah, you know, and you know, a few beers, and you'd get together, and somebody would tinkle the ivories, and then some, and, and everybody would sing along, and and that's fine. But going into it, it's just loud, blaring music where you can't hear each other think. Oh, obviously, I'm ancient now. Um, I, I just, what's the point? What yeah. is the point of doing that? Um, there's a pub in Clerkenwell Green called the Crown Tavern. Do you know yes, it? Yes, I do. And next Lenin met Church. Stalin next to St. James's Church. Oh, yeah, right. Lenin drank there. Um, great story. Got the, they've got the clock from the Rye House conspiracy in there as well. Um, but uh, upstairs used to be the Playhouse Theatre. Right. Yeah. So Right, okay. Yeah, because there's quite a few pubs dotted around London that are theatre pubs as well. Um, I was more thinking um but you don't, that, that seems to have changed now there were some pubs when i was growing up that were famous for sort of live bands mainly not so much in the yeah. centre of london i have to say they tended yeah. to be sort of islington or in so yeah. tukan in soho was it was that oh that's the one of the first place places was it Could maybe this apocryphal one of the first places dylan played in london Oh, right. Yes, that's true. Yes, to, yeah. To, to yeah, Bob Dylan at the Toucan. Yes, yeah. yeah. If yeah. you love music, sooner or later you come back to Dylan, I think. But, um, yeah, I, I I lament the fact that live music is in pubs is almost completely gone. Yes, it has, more or less, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there are pubs, um, yeah, and you know, you're right, particularly kind of, you know, North London was famous more so for it and maybe still pockets of it exist. Yeah. But the, the pubs that used to always have live music, that uh, many of them have just not doing it. And I, I don't know why. 
is it and is it something because certainly people like music and certainly people continue to play music yeah. um is it the space issue is it licensing issues i don't know why yeah, it's I, probably a combination it's, it's of a all shame those yeah, most it's definitely. a real shame okay well vic on that happy note we shall say cheers till another day thank you very much indeed cheers Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.